0: If we had been analyzing and reflecting on the Gospels for the last three weekends, there seems to be a unifying theme, and that is the comparison of the kingdom of God to a vineyard. If you recall, the Gospel three weeks ago recounts the parable of a landowner who went out to the streets, and asked people to work in the vineyard. He employed workers to work in his vineyards in different times of the day. He went out and seek workers to collaborate with him in his vineyard. And then, at the end of the day, they paid them equally. And, and if you remember, the first group of workers... Who arrived at the vineyard were complaining, why did you make all these people equal to us? Yes, you promised us the pay that we receive, but why are they getting the same pay as we are getting? They were jealous of the generosity of the of the landowner. They were jealous of the owner Of the kindness and the compassion of the landowner. That was the gospel three weeks ago. The gospel last week was about the father who also owns a vineyard and he asked his two sons to work in his vineyard. And he went to the first son and said, son, can you work in the vineyard today? Then the first son said, no, I had plans already. I had plans already. But afterwards, he changed his mind and work in the vineyard. And then he went also to the second son and said, can you work in the vineyard today? I need a little bit of help. And the son said right away, sure, I'm going to be working in the vineyard. But we were told that he never went. Again, we're giving us two particular modes of responses to the invitation of God to collaborate with him in the work of the vineyard. But I said, yes, uh, last week, that there is a third response, A third option for us, aside from the two responses that we heard in the gospel last week, and that is someone who said yes from the beginning, followed up with that yes, and fulfilled that yes till the very end. (laughs) That was the gospel last Sunday. And now, in the gospel today, we have another parable that speaks about different modes of responses to the invitation of God to collaborate with him in cultivating his vineyard. One responded by stoning, stoning the servants that he sent to collect his produce. Some people killed the servants that he sent. Different modes of responses. What is this vineyard? This vineyard represents the whole creation in its beauty and grandeur that has been created out of God's love, out of His great care, out of His generosity. The world is the vineyard, and the landowner is God who prepared it from the very beginning, making sure that it's going to be productive. But he leaves it to tenants, to the human person, to all of us, in virtue of being the crown of creation, he made us stewards of his vineyard. Stewards, and that's the operative word. That's the technical word. We are stewards only tenants not owners meaning if we are just stewards and owners we follow the lead of the landowner we follow the values and the philosophy and the vision of the landowner the vision as to how the vineyard will gonna be depends on the landowner not on the tenants but we can see in the story, we have heard in the story, that the tenants usurped the authority and the role of the landowner. They took on they, they took on that role, that identity of the landowner. It's going to be my own vision. It's going to be my own values. Not that of the landowner. This is really reminiscent. This is really reminiscent of the history of salvation. The history of salvation. What happened? In the book of Genesis, God created the world. God created the world, this vineyard. And then he told Adam and Eve, You guys, as the crown of my creation, Will have the responsibility of nurturing it, maximizing its full potentials. But remember, it's gonna be me who's gonna set out the vision for this vineyard. But Adam and Eve didn't want that. They wanted to, to, to be the owner of the vineyard, so they rebelled against God. But even with this rebellion, God sent. Middlemen, middle persons, to continue to remind them on how important it is for them to be faithful and go back to the original vision of God. And whom did God send? Prophets, kings, and tributaries. The whole Old Testament is God trying to win humanity back to his embrace. Is the same as the landowner sending his servants to the vineyard and say, you know, I want to collect the fruits. Let's have a dialogue in here. But what is or what were the responses of the uh, the tenants? We were told that they stoned, they killed, they threatened the servants. The same response that the prophets of the Old Testament have received If you look at the history of the people of God in the Old Testament, it is a roller coaster of faithfulness and unfaithfulness, of peace and rebellion against God. And finally, the owner of the vineyard said, okay, this is not working. What will I going to do? I will going to send my son. Probably at this time, they're going to respect him. So he sent Jesus. He sent Jesus for God the Father to take on once again to reclaim the vision for his vineyard. But again, what happened to Jesus, just like what happened to the son in the parable today, they killed him. (laughs) My dear friends, in as much as this world, this creation is God's vineyard, there is one more important vineyard that God wants us to realize. And that is the vineyard of our being. The vineyard of our being. And how do we exercise the stewardship that we receive from God? You sometimes hear people say, why does, the, why does faith have to dictate on what i need to do with my body i own my body why is it that the faith is asking me to do the things that i can't do it is an exaggerated placement of one's of one's stewardship or tenenship remember That we, as the crown of creation, as the most important visionary of God, the vision on how we need to flourish is in the mind of God because we cannot account for our own existence. Looking at the way I live my own life, do I live my life according to the vision of the landowner? according to the Creator who actually made me possible. You know, just looking at my own self, I don't want to even own my own self because I am such a poor owner. There are a lot of things that I can do. If I just disregard the existence of God, I, I'm not able to blink my eye. It's not me. I don't have that power. I don't have the power to move my hands. There is someone behind this. If I'm going to consider myself as the owner of my being, I'm going to be so poor and I'm going to be so bad. But how many times, you know, we fall on the trap that it's me who is ultimately the one who needs to determine my future. We can only flourish. We can only flourish if we live according to the plan of God, and God only wants the best for each and every one of us, He ultimately knows what's best for us because He is the one who created us. What are the ways that we ease out, that we ease God out in the vineyard? Looking at, looking at our own discipleship, you know, sometimes we stone the messenger you know, in a very subtle ways. But the worst part of it is sometimes we want to kill the messenger because we don't want to hear what the landowner wants to tell us. There are a lot of things happening in the world right now where the main concern is to ease God out completely. But we know that without God we will gonna be so poor. That is the ultimate form of poverty that the human person could ever experience. That is the worst form of poverty without having God in our own lives and doing things according to our own designs. The question that we could ponder today, listening to the gospel and to the the readings is, who owns me? Who has ownership over me? It can be who, it can be what. What owns me, my desire to to be in power, to be in control, is another person owns me. In virtue of our own baptism, we have been reminded early on. You know, in the rite of baptism, it's very, very clear from the very start. Remember the words of the priest With the sign of this cross I claim you in the name of God our savior We have been claimed by God We have been marked by God Marking we know in the farming in the farming world is a sign of ownership. I, I don't want to reduce us to animals, you know, but marking, especially in, uh, growing up, I, I remember for, for families to identify what cows belongs to what family, you know, especially, you know, if you live in, if you live in, uh, in hashendas and all of that, and cows and animals roam around and families sometimes could not identify what house belongs to what. The mark is the one that gives it away. Well, we have been marked definitively not to reduce ourselves to animals. But God gives us also the freedom. You know, what's interesting about this is the patience in the incredible love of the landowner. You know, that the landowner could have sent troops to eject them. He has the resources, but no. He was patient with them. He dialogued with them. And he came and visit and he came and visited them by sending his son. He's telling us you know, the vineyard, the most important vineyard, which is you, is really important. And how will I, sh- how will I show that t- to you? I'm going to take it on. <laughs> when he took our own flesh, he told us, that's how important and valuable vineyard you are. <laughs> but we can only flourish if we stay with his vision. Who owns you?